Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon. This is Patrick D. McCoy, the African American voice in classical music, and I want to welcome you to this very special edition of The King of Instruments. Today we're joined by the esteemed organist, Dr. J. Raleigh Lewis, who is the founder of the Washington Bach Consort, which is currently in its 35th anniversary season. In addition, he is also the director of the Cathedral Choral Society. Dr. Lewis is a native of Washington, D.C., and he's here to join us as he talks about his special performance with the new orchestra of Washington, which is DC's one of D.C.'s most exciting new orchestras on the scene. Please welcome Dr. J. Raleigh Lewis. Good afternoon, Dr. Lewis. Hello, everybody. Glad to be here. Thank you so much, much, sir. It seems like I, I run into you all around the city, whether you're <laughs> conducting or playing the organ. We always well, see each other. That's what I love about you, Patrick, because you're uh, you're out there uh, spreading the good word and and supporting so many uh, worthy enterprises in our city. So uh, it's always a pleasure to see you and to speak with you as well. Well, thank you so much. And as I mentioned, you're you're a conductor as well, and I know that you're busy gearing up for the Cathedral Choral Society's uh, performance of the Durfle Requiem. But I want to uh, just talk to you really quickly about your appearance with uh, the Na- the Now Orchestra, the New Orchestra of Washington. Tell us about your performance with them coming up on October the 28th. Well, I'm very excited about this. I heard their debut concert last spring, uh, performing Copeland's Appalachian Spring, and I was just so impressed. I've known uh, their founding conductor, uh, Alejandro, uh, very, uh, very well. I've been a, a big, big fan of his work as a pianist, as a, uh, but I'd never seen him as a conductor in this context, and and uh, it was a, a first-class performance, and it's a wonderful environment at the Westmoreland uh, Congregational Church. Church. It's a it's a beautiful setting, and uh, so it was my pleasure when he asked me to perform the Poulenc Concerto. Uh, I was I was happy to comply. Mm. Now talk about that piece. What are some of the various colors of the organ that we'll hear that will intertwine with the instruments? Well, it's you know there. I was thinking, I was musing on uh, at first it, it, when one thinks of organ. Uh, concertos or organ symphonies, if you will, the French uh, come immediately to mind because uh, so many of the uh, legendary composers, uh, Vierne and Vidor, uh, for sure, uh, would would write uh, organ symphonies, even though they were just for solo organ. They were collections of movements, really most of which uh, originated as fantasies, as improvisations, and they were truly symphonic in bringing out the various co- colors of the organ. But then I started to think about uh, organ and orchestra. And truly, the, the ones that really stand out, I would say the most brilliant of all, is, is the uh, Jean-Gan, uh Symphony Concertante. Then there's, of course, the Saint-Saëns Organ Symphony, uh, which we're also performing this Sunday afternoon at the cathedral, along with the Durafle Requiem. And then comes the Poulenc. And the Poulenc, like so much of his music, is kind of a miniature. I mean, it barely lasts 20 minutes. It's one continuous movement. It really has a, a very uh, 18th century feel, if you will. I mean, Poulenc was one of the enfants terribles of the early 20th century in France. And uh, and here he really, uh, I think, uh, has a big pays tribute to Bach, uh, maybe even to some of Bach's predecessors like Böhm and Buxtehude in the way he structured the piece, as I say, as a continuous movement, uh, but with, with a lot of that sort of Baroque transparency of line. So it's not at all 
bombastic. It certainly has moments where the full organ is called into play, but there's a lot of counterpoint, and a lot of the color, uh, I would have to say, in addition to the particular stops of the organ, has to do with the textures that, that are so uh, unique to this uh, amazing composer. I mean, I'm just so grateful that you know he also wrote a concerto for harpsichord, and he was uh, very much, uh, I think, sympathetic to and impassioned about, by the earlier, by earlier music. Wow. Now, you're also playing the famous Bach Toccata in D minor on the program. And it, this concert falls right around um, Halloween. So t- tell me how you how you all, uh, well, Alejandro, maybe you could help me with this with Dr. Lewis. The theme of the concert is psychophony. Um, Dr. Lewis, maybe you can talk about um, the traditional use, I guess, of this piece as a haunting type piece. The well, you know, there are two there are two irrevocable um, uh, associations. Uh, one, of course, is the Vidor Toccata from the Fifth Symphony, which uh, uh, which is always played, or, or if, an, if, if, the, if the host or resident organist wants to keep his or her job, they better play it on Easter. That's sort of a de rigueur. That's a piece that everybody expects to hear at Easter. <laughs> it's actually a very fine piece. It should be played at other times as well. And the Bach Toccata and Fugue in D minor uh, was really uh, popularized by Stokowski in the Walt Disney film Fantasia. Um, and I think uh, if I could just say a quick aside about Bach, I think the fact that his music adapts so well in whether it's you know jazzed or synthesized or moog swingle singers or what have you and and i would say equally for symphonic orchestra a lot of the transcriptions that Adorino Respighi made and Max Rager and, and various people of Bach organ works are fantastic but the toccata all you have to do is play the first note or the first two notes i should say and people um, immediately know uh, what's coming and it does in- inevitably have that association with Halloween, um, I was even tempted to wear my father's boat cloak, but I may not do that. <laughs> <laughs> we're also joined on the line with one of the uh, co-founders, Alejandro Hernandez Valdez, and we're also going to be joined very shortly um, with uh, Regina Madrid. But Alejandro, just talk to me. Uh, Dr. Um, Lewis was just sharing about uh, the, the Bach work. Talk to me a little bit more about this um this concert theme, what made you all decide to include the organ? Uh, hello, everybody. Hello, Maestro Lewis, and hello, Hello, Patrick. Alejandro. Um, I'm very glad to be here talking with you. Well, we came we came up with the with the idea of doing this concert psychophony um, based uh, on on the, the date, of course. You know, we we placed it on the 28th of October, right before Halloween, and then we started to think about ways to present a fun concert. That everyone could enjoy, uh, young and old, um, experience or unexperienced in concert uh, going, uh, and and also at the same time a concert that would have substance, not just fun but also substance pieces that were uh, really really interesting. Um, so we first came up with a big piece, which was the the Bartok uh, music for strings, percussion, and celesta, which is one of the masterpieces of the 20th century, Indeed. and uh, a piece that combines, um, I think, uh, elements very close to what what uh, Bartok was trying to achieve with his music. He synthesizes all these elements, you know, the the contrapuntal. He was very inspired by Bach in that in that regard. The harmonic, he was very inspired by Debussy. And also the structural, uh, the structural um, 
components of the piece which are very interesting, uh, the symmetry, etc., which was an inspiration that he took from composers like Beethoven. So all these three things are combined into this four-movement piece that also has some connotations of uh, horror films. Uh, it was used, for example, by Stanley Kubrick for the film The Shining. It's a great film with Jack Nicholson, and uh, especially the, the slow movement, which is a depiction of night music, like much of the music by Bartok, uh, much of the slow music by Bartok. And uh, it was used for several scenes in the movie. Uh, the movie also used a lot of music by Ligeti and all the other composers, but uh, this has a very strong connotation of Halloween. And then we thought about um, uh, putting this together with other pieces. Uh, we wanted a concerto. So we thought, what better instrument than the organ, you know, with the whole Phantom of the Opera thing uh, to to use with this with this program than than the organ. So we decided to contact Maestro Luis, and we were so flattered with with his uh, his decision to join us, and also with his addition of the Toccata and Fugue in D minor. Wow. Well, just speaking of Dr. Lewis, we have about two minutes left with the maestro because I, I know you're, again, preparing for your, your concert. And, again, uh, I just want to say, Dr. Lewis, thank you so much for helping me to solve a little problem. I had to post on Facebook to decide how was I going to pronounce the composer's name. Some people say Pulak and some people say Pulank. And since you said Pulak, I will continue to do so also. Yeah, it's you know, it's an interesting thing. He was from Provence. And um, uh, I'm 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 pretty certain that that is the proper. I mean, I you know, it's not like I would flinch if somebody said Pulak. There's a, a wonderful book. I think it's called The Well-Tempered Announcer. It's a, it's a, it's an easy book to get, by the way, for any of your listeners who who just want the sort of bottom line on how to pronounce composers' names. I know a lot of radio announcers use it, but um, um, yes, that that that's uh, that's my understanding. Mm-hmm. Again, sir, thank you so much. I uh, I really appreciate you joining us today. And, again, we're so excited about your performance coming up on October 28th, 4 o'clock, with the new Orchestra of Washington. Again, Dr. Lewis will be performing the wonderful uh, work by Poulenc and also the the famous Takala and Dimana by Bach. Thank you so much, and congratulations on your 35th season with the Washington Bach Concert, which you're the founder, and your upcoming concert on Sunday. Well, thank you, Patrick, and again, I, I want to say thank you in a broader way for everything you're doing to to help uh, spread the, the good news of all the wonderful work that's going on, and I, and I want to also say a word of uh, congratulations uh, to Alejandro for this uh, wonderful new uh, ensemble that he's founded. I look forward to being with you all shortly. Hey, thank you so thank much. You, Have Master. a great afternoon. Take care. Bye. Again, we were joined uh, by Dr. J. Riley Lewis, and now we're going to actually uh, bring uh, Regina Madrid on the line, who is among uh, one of the co-founders of the New Orchestra of Washington, who's going to continue to discuss with Alejandro and I about the concert on um, the 28th of October. Just bear with me one second, listeners. <clears throat> Hello? Regina, thank you so much for your patience. This is Patrick McCoy, the African American Voice and Class Community. You're finally on the air with us. Good afternoon, sir. Great. Good afternoon, Patrick. Thanks for having <laughs> us. 
Thank you. We were just talking a little bit briefly, but could you maybe uh, talk to me um, or talk to us, rather, about the Bar Talk piece? Alejandro was just telling us a little bit about it. Um, as concert master for this particular concert, what are some of the musical demands that this work puts on the various players? Oh, well, this, this Bar Talk piece is, is pretty tricky because it, it definitely has a lot of mixed meters, and um, that alone, you know, getting the group to kind of uh, play play these together and and do them convincingly in the same way is is a challenge. Um, yeah, the, the Bartok is actually Bartok is actually one of my favorite all-time favorite 20th century composers. And uh, this piece he composed in the later part of his life, um, in his late period around I think he finished it about 1936, and it has four movements. Uh, it's slow, quick, slow, quick. And what's great about this piece is that it really contains uh, two of kind of signature Bartok uh, styles, which um, one is his use of Eastern European, his influence, I guess, of Eastern European uh, folk music. And uh, he had an obsession with this, you know, and had quite an extensive knowledge of it. And you will hear this actually in the second and fourth movements, um, and they're very. He, he doesn't actually quote any directly, but he Im really imitates the style of it, um, and he adds regular meters. And he was just really influenced by this Eastern European uh, folk vocal music and folk dance music. Um, uh, and the second reason, uh, or the second. Uh, uh, ingredient is uh, his basically his night music is what I guess people refer it refer to it as, and this is actually the reason that we decided to program it for our Halloween concert. Um, in the, the first, the slow movements, which are the first and third movements, um, are are kind of uh, Bartok's. It has it contains Bartok's uh, what people describe as his night music, which which is what it sounds like. It's kind of uh, like an eerie, eerie atmosphere, you know, and uh, has really dissonant intervals and and kind of scary uh, sound effects of creatures of the night, you know. And uh, in fact, it was so creepy that this uh, this piece was actually used in the movie The Shining. Uh, mm. If you've seen that, so it was that creepy that you know they they actually uh, decided to use it for this movie. Um, and he uses um, techniques like with the percussion, um, glissandi and the timpani, and a lot of just extensive use of uh, sound effects from the percussion section, um, which at the time, you know, wasn't really done before. So it was kind of a new sound um, for his time. Uh, and, uh, yeah, it's, it's kind of a very signature Bartok, Bartok piece. Thank you so much. Now, of course, for the listeners, uh, most people know, or if you don't know, it, one thing about Bartok, he's certainly considered, you know, one of the most important composers of the 20th century, and he was a great pianist. Um, Alejandro, talk to me a little about the, the celesta, because that's maybe an instrument that some of the listeners may not be familiar with uh, as a, I guess, as an uh, ensemble instrument used in the context of a concert. Talk to me a little bit about that in this particular composition. Well, uh, what's interesting about this uh, idea of, of using the celesta here is that 
uh, he chose the 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 instrument for the title, of course, music mm-hmm. for strings, percussion, and cellista. However, mm-hmm. um, the piano, um, which is done in the piece with two hands and also four hands, is even more prominent. It has a very very large, very uh, complex and difficult piano part. Um, also, the timpani, of course, is is very very prominent. Um, so the use of cellista is a little bit intriguing, although it does play a very important role. An instrument like the cellista, a composer don't want to they don't want to use it the entire time. It kind of kills the effect. You need to make sure to use it sparingly to be mm-hmm. effective. And it's basically as a, a toy um, piano almost, uh, and it sounds like little bells, very high. Uh, a good example of the sound for this would be um, the Magic Flute by Mozart. Right, the Papageno song. That's mm-hmm. a celesta that has some of us. It starts with the celesta solo. So that is the instrument. But here it's not used in a cute way like with Mozart. It's used in a very, uh, as Regina was saying, creepy, uh, mysterious, uh, eerie way. Um, and it's very, very interesting. Again, it's used sparingly. Um, and it's so important for the atmosphere that I think he chose it for the title. Mm. You know, when you just mentioned Mozart, that made me also harken to the fact that Bartok wrote one opera, and most people know that one. That's uh, Bluebird's Castle. It's one of my favorites, and many people sure. uh, like that particular piece. But um, just in terms of, again, uh, just to go back um, a little bit to to the, um, the Poulenc uh, piece, um, and I'll be honest, I, that's one piece that I'm not too familiar with. Uh, so could you maybe, um, and I'm sure there may be some other people other than just organs who may not be familiar with that work. What is what is the instrumentation other than the organ for that work? Uh, the the work is, is scored for, um, of course, organ and timpani, which is also very prominent, plus mm-hmm. strings. So oh. it fits very well with the program because the Bartok, uh, the, the, the timpani is very prominent. It's almost a solo instrument. And here also in in the in the Poulenc, uh it's it's at times like a duet between the organ and the timpani is very very prominent, and it's a very um, smart or clever use of the timpani within an ensemble that is mostly strings. Um, mm-hmm. it basically, it 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 almost anchors the piece and it gives it gives it a lot of uh, rhythmic drive when it's necessary. It also provides atmosphere with rolls, etc. when it's quiet. Um, so I think the, the, the two instruments go very well together in this, in this, uh, in this context. Mm. Regina, I want to go back. You, you joined us, and I'm so glad you're here. You're one of the founding members of the New Orchestra of Washington um, as well. What did you think when you were approached or uh, when you um, – when the whole idea came to form this orchestra, what came to your mind? Oh, well, I mean, I was definitely excited right right away. You know, it's 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 always kind of a musician's dream to kind of uh, collaborate like this and and uh, put something together like this that we all kind of have the same vision for. And um, I mean, and I've I've worked with everyone before, so we kind of uh, you know we knew we worked well together and and. We we were really enthusiastic about uh, about music and what we wanted to do with this group. So it was very a very easy decision really to um, to just become involved with it. You know, 
That's amazing. Well, just as we uh, begin to bring the interview to a close, I want to certainly thank you both for joining us today and certainly thank uh, Dr. J. Riley Lewis for joining us to talk um, a little bit more explicitly about the organ works on the program. But, um, Alejandro, is there any, could you give us, um, the listeners, uh, you know, a little bit more information about the upcoming concert on the 28th in case they want to get tickets or go to the website? Could you advise them on those matters? Absolutely. The concert, as as you say, is on Sunday, the 28th of October at 4 p.m. Uh, at Westmoreland Congregational Church in Bethesda. Um, the tickets can be purchased at the door, and we have all kinds of discounts for for young people, for children, etc. And we also uh, have uh, tickets online, and you can go to www.neworchestraofwashington.org and uh, browse through the packages that we have. We have several offers. Uh, we want to make sure that our concerts are accessible to to everyone. So we make a big uh, effort to to make that possible for people. Mm, thank you so much. I want to just share, first of all, I want to say congratulations to the New Orchestra of Washington. I was honored to be at the last concert. And for the listeners, definitely check the orchestra out. It's not your, your just your everyday orchestra. They do a wide variety of repertoire. And it's so exciting to go to a concert where you feel like that you can actually participate. And this upcoming com- concert on the 28th, I'm sure, is going to be a wonderful experience. Psychophony. I, I just the title alone gets me excited. <laughs> it is a, it <laughs> a great is a fun title. title. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Again, thank you both so much for joining us, and much success to the concert on the 28th by the New Orchestra of Washington. Thank, thank you, Patrick. We hope to see lots of people there. Thank you so much. Again, you have been listening to the King of Instruments with Dr. J. Riley Lewis, who will join the new Orchestra of Washington on Sunday, October the 28th at the Westmoreland Congregational Church in Bethesda, Maryland, in a special program called Psychophony, which is going to prove to raise the hairs on the back of your neck. It is going to be a wonderful program that's going to feature the famous Bach, Toccata, and D minor for the organ, and also the wonderful uh, concerto for the organ and orchestra by Francis Poulenc, and then followed by the wonderful music for Celesta and percussion by Bella Bartok. Again, this has been Patrick D. McCoy, the African-American voice of classical music. And you have been listening to the King of Instruments, again, featuring Dr. J. Riley Lewis, joined by one of the co well, actually two co-founders of the New Orchestra of Washington, Alejandro Hernandez-Valdez, and also Regino Madrid, all along with um, he is one of the co-founders. Again, this has been Patrick D. McCoy, the African-American voice in classical music. I do hope that you will continue to follow the show on Facebook at Patrick D. McCoy, the African-American voice in classical music. You may also uh, follow me on Twitter at Patrick D. McCoy. And as always, continue to follow the column on uh, examiner.com, DC Performing Arts Examiner, as well as Performing Arts with Washington Life Magazine. Again, Patrick D. McCoy, the African-American voice and class community, bringing you the king of instruments with organist J. Riley Lewis, founder of the Washington Bach Consort and conductor of the Cathedral Choral Society. Thank you all, and have a wonderful day. <laughs>